share with us what, what's happening and what God has put on your heart. And, um, and then we're going to have a time of prayer after that. Well, thank you, Stu. Thank you, Millie. It is so good to be back here. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Amen. Shabbat shalom to all of you. It is a pleasure and honor just to share what the Lord has put on my heart. Um, like Stu said, my name is Brian Sanders. I'm also from Colorado Springs, so woohoo! we got a couple Colorado Springs neighbors here. Um, yes, um, my good friend Kevin Jessup, uh, the Lord put it on his heart about five, seven years ago. Uh, to call a uh, sacred assembly, a solemn assembly. And if you've um, been paying attention to the news and everything going on in the world, we need an intervention from the Lord, don't we? Yes. And um, if you're not paying attention, and forgive me, but if your head's in the sand and you're not aware that we're in the end times, well, God is doing a shaking. And I pray that we'd all be able to receive what he's calling us to do in this hour. So I'm just a volunteer for the return. Um, I love what Kevin Jessup is doing. And he, uh, the Lord put on his heart, as I said before, to do this solemn assembly like five years ago. And then the Lord introduced him to a man called Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Maybe you've heard of him. Yeah, so God brought a Jew and Gentile together. I know you've heard the teaching many times about the one new man. Well, he's you never heard of it. <laughs> Well, he's doing it, and he's, he's been doing it for some time, and he's raised up a man by uh, Kevin Jessup and Jonathan Kahn to uh, do this, to blow the shofar, sound the alarm in the earth, a clarion call from heaven to return back to the Lord. And how appropriate, teshuva is what we do, we return, we repent and go back to the Lord, what an appropriate title, and especially in the month of Elul, you know, it's, we're supposed to do this inner searching. It's a month of repentance. And just like Pastor Stewart said, in about two weeks from now, you know, Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year, we're going to be doing that. The 10 days of repentance, the 10 days of awe. And um, this return, this event is so needed. This is just not an event, just a one and done thing. God is really doing a shaking in the church. He's, he's getting a hold of our hearts. Uh, for a season, for a time, I've been sensing the Lord saying that his bride, his church, has been complacent. The church is asleep. And it's time to wake up. The hour is nigh. Our salvation is near. It's time to wake up. And the God is de definitely doing that in this hour. So before I begin any long, uh, talk more about the return, Mike, if you can roll the watch announcement video. Jonathan Call, uh, Jonathan Khan, has prepared, and uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about what the return is. American history and world history, a moment that can permanently seal our nation's course and the course of the world for good, for bad, for calamity, or redemption. America and much of Western civilization was founded on a biblical foundation stone, but it's turned away from that foundation. We have not only driven God out of our public life and have called what is good evil and what is sin good, but we have sacrificed the lives of over 60 million unborn children 
And America's fall from God is not only progressing, it's accelerating to the point that it's no longer just a falling away, but a war against the purposes of God. I wrote in the Harbinger of the signs of judgment that appeared in the last days of ancient Israel, warning of calamity, and that these same signs of warning have now appeared on American soil. The biblical template concerning judgment is that the nation so warned is given a space of time to return or to head for judgment and calamity. We are now in that window of time. But if America continues on its present course, that window will come to an end and there will come a flood that will begin the end of religious freedom, even usher in persecution and seal America's fall. And if America falls, it will affect the entire world. This year, 2020, is crucial as it leads to a presidential election in which the stakes are higher and the necessity of prayer more critical than ever before. And even if the election goes in the direction of biblical values and righteousness, if we don't see a spiritual turning, an awakening, a repentance, revival, then all the political, legal, judicial, and cultural efforts will ultimately fail or be undone. We have a window of time, and the purpose of that window is to return and for revival. Without that return, America will be lost. What can we do? What can you do? In the days following 9-11, people flocked to houses of worship, and it looked as if there could have been a spiritual revival, an awakening, but it never came because there was no repentance. And without repentance, Without a turning back, there can be no revival. But I have seen, once in my life, the hand of God change the course of American and world history. And it all began, not in the halls of government, but with the people of God who gathered in a sacred assembly in our nation's capital with the scripture, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their sinful ways then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. It can happen again. But if we don't respond now, at this most critical moment, we may never have the chance to do so again. Since the time of 9-11, I've been calling for return, for repentance, for revival, not only as individuals, but as a nation, according to 2 Chronicles 7.14. At the same time, a faithful man of God, Kevin Jessup, has for years carried the burden of a sacred assembly for that same purpose of restoration. We are convicted that now is the time. Therefore, this is the announcing of the return, the national and global day of prayer and repentance. It will be a day and more than a day, a time and a season for the movement for prayer, repentance, return, and revival. The central day will be Saturday, September 26th in a sacred assembly according to what is laid forth in scripture to take place in our nation's capital on the Washington Mall. For those who can't make it or want to do something where you are, then gather together in your states, your cities, in your towns, in your houses of worship, in your homes, or be part of those gatherings already planned. This will take place not only 40 days before the presidential election, but also on the 400th anniversary of the sailing of the Mayflower in the days of America's founding and dedication to God. 
And surrounding the day of return on September 26th will be 10 days known from ancient times as the 10 days of repentance, starting with the Feast of Trumpets and ending on the Day of Atonement to set as a special time to intensify our prayers, our intercessions for repentance and revival. September 18th to September 28th. Believers and leaders who are already part of the return include everybody from Pat Robertson to Dr. James Dobson, from Billy Graham's daughter, Anne Graham Lotz, to Martin Luther King's niece, Alveda King, and many, many more. When does the return begin? Right now. How? With you and me as we commit this time and this year for return, prayer, repentance, and revival. To commit first to our own repentance and to begin actually living in revival. And then to pray for others, the return and revival of our nation and the world. You who are parents, begin by leading your families in revival. Ministers, lead your groups in revival. Pastors, lead your churches into revival. Leaders of ministries, movements, and denominations, lead your people into revival. And spread the word to everybody you can. Let the believers, pastors, and churches in your areas know. Use social media, use everything you can to spread the word so they can have a part. And if you're watching this and you're not sure you know God, or that your life is in his will, then come to him now, or come back to him now, and then come join in in the return. So I invite you to come to the nation's capital on the Washington Mall, September 26th, 2020. Plan now, you can rent buses, trains, cars, planes, however you can come, or gather wherever you are. And if you're watching this from a nation outside of America, you can be part of bringing the return to your nation by doing what I've set forth in this message and going to the return website for more information. I'll be sending out more messages as we go forth. But for now, for more information, to have a greater part to represent the return in your area or to stay up to date, if you're not already on that site, go to the website for the return, which is easy to remember. It's thereturnwebsite.org. That's thereturnwebsite.org. The Lord is calling. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their sinful ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. The movement and chance we have before us now may never come again. If we don't return now, we may pass the point of no return. So now, in view of the calling, and of the moment before us, let us each rise to that call, to do what he has called us to do, to believe for great and mighty things we know not of, to return and seek to live in revival and become messengers of revival. It's time to break up our fallow ground. It's time to seek the Lord as never before. It's time to return. Amen. So needed right now in this hour where our country is at. Actually, when they made that video, uh, they've changed the website. It's actually called, it's actually thereturn.org. A little bit more simpler and easier to rem remember, but uh, you can, there's a whole lot of great information on it. But before we, we get into that, 
Um, you know, just something what Jonathan Kahn said. I mean, it is so clear in this hour, just seeing the pure evil and the lawlessness that's basically in your face, and there's no remorse or no, no apology about it. It just, they just don't care, you know. And what he said, like, based out of um, Isaiah 520, calling sin good and good evil. I mean, we're definitely in the end times. I mean, we're experiencing Matthew 24 as we speak, you know, through famines and pestilence and, you know, rumors of wars and, and, and wars and also um, just neighbor versus neighbor. And, you know, it's, we're clear in the end times. Read Ezekiel 38 and 39. Um, it's clear in Revelation, and it's just so needed in our, in our country. And as Jonathan said, um, on September 26th, actually, it really begins on September 25th. It's all taking place at the National Mall in D.C. And on the 25th, from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, there's going to be a time of worship, and they're going to be praying for the next generation. How many would say that is so needed right now? Amen, right? And then on uh, the next day, the actual uh, the return the solemn assembly from 9 to 5, over 300 ministry leaders, some of the ones that Jonathan just named, will be praying for our nation and the nations uh, just for a time of repentance. And I really believe in this hour as millions, I mean, we're talking uh, 3,000 churches, 3,000 individuals, uh, yet alone we there's a couple um, international Christian networks that are going to be broadcasting this live feed and we're going to show you in a little bit how you can get a hold of that feed if you wanted to host a simulcast at your church or congregation. Um, I mean, it is time. We need to repent. Second Chronicles 7.14 is so needed right now. Um, we quote it. It's kind of like the revival verse message. But it's, it's key. If, if we are called by his people, if we are his people, we are called by his name, we need to humble ourselves. We do. I mean, look at all this right now. We're supposed to be the light and salt of the earth. But in retrospect of all that's happening right now, the church has become silent. You know, the, the enemy is trying to squash our voices, is trying to silence us, trying to uh, hinder us from gathering. We can't even preach. We can't even worship together. I mean, we're, we're doing it right now. I thank God for people like Pastor John MacArthur in California that has taken a stand. We need to do that. Yes, it's good to respect those appointed over us. When it comes against our faith and our God and what he stands for and what we stand for and believe, we need to take a stand. I'm reminded in the scriptures that it says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, what does the Lord say? He raises up a standard. That standard is us. He's calling each and every single one of you to be that standard in this hour, which is so needed. We are at a pivotal point. We're at crossroads in our country. The elections are less than 60 days away. I'm not here to advocate a party, but it's pretty clear it's good versus evil, light versus dark, and the things of God are being contested. I mean, we have, we have never seen this in our country before. We're talking a moral and spiritual decline like we have never seen. Division. With all the riots and the protesting, we look more like the divided states of America than the United States of America. How can we change that? I believe the light that God has called us to be, to be that city on a hill. We can unify the brethren, and we can unify our neighbors. The deception is clearly just off the charts these days. Um, the control, the manipulation. I'm not trying to downsize the coronavirus, the COVID-19, but 
as we can see where this is all headed in the control and trying to usher in an agenda of a one world order. I mean, scripture says it's going to come, but I believe that we have time. Like Jonathan Kahn said, there is a reprieve right now. God is showing mercy and grace with us, and we have a choice how we're going to respond. But we, um, uh, let's see, we've taken God out of our schools, public squares, courtrooms, Congress, Pledge of Allegiance, and soon to be probably out of our Constitution, and eventually probably out of everything. We've killed more innocent lives, a little under 100 million through abortions. Seems not to be something worth caring about to most Americans and certainly not with the far left politicians. Human sex trafficking is at an all time high. The confusion of gender and pushing LGBTQ agenda matters into our school's education system. We all know that, it's, it's here. It's here in the state, it's right here in Denver. And I want to commend you for, you know, just raising the alarm and sounding the shofar when you guys are at the Denver Capitol and just standing up for what is good and what is what holy and what is sacred to the Lord. And, um, and how they're forcing it, that lifestyle on the younger generation. At such early ages that are so deceived from their parents or society, enforcing this is who you really are. Trying to say this is normal. We've twisted and exchanged God's symbol of promise to us in the rainbow and try to make it equal with our flag, flying it over courthouses, government buildings, and yes, the most powerful building in our nation, the White House, as a desecration back to the Lord. And now pedophilia, that's the new acceptance. And you thought the LGBTQ is where they're going and they're very focused and deliberate and intentional about their, their purposes and agenda. Now pedophilia is, is now supposed to be accepted. You know, we reach about another, there's another injustice the other day I saw on the news that someone was kidnapped and raped. Someone who kidnapped and raped an innocent female got about eight years in prison. And where the victim, another victim uh, who, who was kidnapped, molested, and raped, she actually killed her oppressor. And she was sentenced to life. She was trying to defend herself. But, you know, some of these people that are causing all these injustice and sin and pure evil get a, a free pass. Religious freedom is being squashed. Persecution and killing of believers in third world countries seems to be rampant, and yet the church is silent. And, you know, don't get me started on where the church overall stands with Israel. This is the apple of God's eye, his treasured possession. You know, the Lord put it on my heart a couple of years ago to do a film called Why Stand with Israel. And, you know, I was one of those that didn't even realize it, but I was, I was speaking replacement theology. I didn't know what it was. I was just speaking what I heard through the pulpits. And then and the Lord convicted me. Actually, it was about five years ago, uh, coming up in two weeks during the feast, uh, celebrating my first, you know, Feast of Tabernacles, the Sukkot, and put it on my heart to, you know, why is the church silent? Why don't we know much more about Israel? And yet our politicians are demeaning and delegitimizing the nation of Israel, whom God loves and is his beloved um, I think you can't fully grasp God's full redemption plan if you don't include Israel and the Jewish people. I mean, Scripture is very clear about that. 
uh, there seems to be so much hate in the world. It's, it's suffocating. It's in your face. Sin, lawlessness, debauchery, and pure evil is literally being pushed down our throats as something we should be allowed to do. And basically, they're saying a freedom of our First Amendment rights while the burning of our buildings, defending, de- defunding the police, burning police cars and stations down, crime is at an all-time high, um, killing lives and destroying economies with achieving the ultimate goal of destroying America. We are living in the end times. Matthew 24 is so prevalent now more than ever. And you think these times right now are tough during this pandemic. You know, I just, I just look at scripture and it warns us what will happen and what is to come. But God has called us to be that city on the hill, that light to shine, let a light shine before men, that he would get glory because of it. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there have fear, and there's fear in the church, fear in the congregations. That's where the word of God should rise up. That's where God is causing us to be that standard to our fellow brethren and to our neighbors that don't even know the Lord. That's why I believe the return is so needed this hour. You know, they're, they're, I believe a, a revival and awakening is coming. But it starts with us, as Jonathan said. How, what can we do? Well, first of all, we need to repent. And since it is the, the biblical month of Elul, and that turning, that teshuva, returning back to the Lord, repent for our sins, our nation's sins. You know, I'm reminded in Scripture that God raised up certain people, certain individuals, and he's still doing it today. I think of Abraham who stood in the gap for Sodom and Gomorrah, and he said, Lord, if there was 40, will you have mercy? 30, 10, 15, 5, I might be... <laughs> out of context there, but think about that circumstances. He stood in the gap and he said, Lord, if you, had, if you would have mercy. And then there's the Esthers. Where are the Esthers of this generation? Where are the Joshuas? Where are the Moses and the Aaron's that will speak up for his people? And for righteousness too. That is, seems to be a, a word that uh, we don't take serious these days. and it's, it's not even prevalent in the hearts and minds of the believers I think of um, one of the churches in Revelation, I believe it was Ephesus, how they left their first love. And some churches were known as being lukewarm. Are we going to be a lukewarm church in this hour when God is calling us to rise up, to be that standard, to sharpen that double-edged sword that he's been sharpening for so long? Are we going to be complacent? Are we going to stand up for his righteousness and his kingdom? So this is the hour I believe the Lord is calling us. He is doing that shaking. And the question is, what will you do with it? How will you respond? Jonathan said that you can come to D.C. Many will be flocking to D.C. in one accord. Um, You don't have to go to D.C. If if God is calling you to worship and, and pray and fast in this hour right here, you can do that. I mean, millions around the world are doing this, as I mentioned before. I mean, it's, it's be, what started as a national day of prayer and repentance has grown to a global day of prayer and repentance. But I'm also reminded, we, we quote Second Chronicles 7, 14, but there's also, hold on a second, I believe it in verse 19 and 21. One second here. We often quote uh, 2 Chronicles 7, 7, 14, but if we scroll down to verse 19 and 21, you know, God has given us a warning. Hold on a second. 
think I've got to be digitally, technically savvy. Uh, okay. But he says, but if you turn away and forsake the decrees and commands I have given you and go off to serve other gods and worship them, this is basically if, he, if we turn back to the Lord and we're calling for this revival, this awakening, that God would have mercy and grace in our lands. And if we forsake what he has done, which I believe a revival is, is coming, and we go up and follow and serve other gods and worship them, then he says, I will uproot Israel from my land, and I believe the, the nations as well he's talking to, which I have given them and will reject this temple I have consecrated for my name. I will make it a byword and an object of ridicule among all peoples. This temple will become a heap of rubble. All who pass by will be appalled and say, why has the Lord done such a thing to this land and to this temple? People will answer because they have forsaken the Lord, the God of their ancestors, for all that he has done for them, who brought them out of Egypt, who have embraced other gods, worshiping and serving them. That is why he brought all this disaster on them. Let us not go that route. Let us continue to serve him. Let us not end after the 10 days of repentance, the 10 days of all Yom Kippur. Let us continue to serve the Lord because the days are nigh. Salvation come. The Lord is coming back, and he is looking for a bride that is ready. I'm reminded in Second Chronicles. Hold on one second. The verse. That the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the earth, showing his power above everyone. Let me get the exact scripture. But it is so key in this hour. He's looking for people that will stand up for him. Will you be that for him? All right. The eyes of the Lord. I guess we don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> he does go to and fro throughout the earth, looking for those who will show themselves approved for him. And, you know, I believe in this hour that if we can just humble ourselves, humble ourselves for him, and we would turn back from our wicked ways, I mean, I believe we're going to see the days like in the days of Pentecost. I believe the Lord's Spirit will come down. He will do an outpouring of his spirit once again. But he is looking for a people that will repent and that will reconcile and that will surrender to him and that will be set apart to stand in the gap for the nation and our nation's sins. So, Michael, Mike, if we can go to the website, there's plenty of things, that you, uh, such great available resources. Uh, let's go to the events tab. Um, where you, a chance to where you can sign up for, the, for a simulcast. You can host a simulcast here or in your small group or, or churches. Um, all you got to do is sign up and register. They'll send you a code or a link with the approval to have access to it where you'll be joining 3,000 churches and individuals and uh, international broadcast ministries um, providing this feed. Um, let's go over to... Uh, be a part of it. Scroll over there, okay. Okay, any of those, for individuals, there's, there's things to, you know, for yourself and how you can pray. There's for families and for children. It's also for uh, congregations and pastors and churches and for your neighbors and to pray for the nation. Um, you know, if we can go back to the main screen, uh, there's resources. Plenty of, of, there's a plethora of resources that are available. I mean, there's devotions, there's downloads, there's, um, you know, a five-day Bible plan. 
All those videos you see down there, I mean, they're very inspiring. Uh, definitely will get you fired up. And uh, again, the Bible devotions are going all the way up to uh, Yom Kippur. There's my friend Kevin Jessup giving some messages. Um, I mean, our nation's in a critical time right now. And I really do believe that we need to be praying. And as Kevin said, uh, or Jonathan said, the time is now. We don't have to wait to Yom Teruah, um, Rosh Hashanah. We can start right now. It starts within us and with our families, our neighbors, our churches, our congregations. And um, if we come humbly before him, I believe he will forgive our sin and heal our land. And I know you wanted to pray or you wanted to lead. Yeah, would you stand? I just really, we're going to get behind this, the return. And uh, we're going to be talking to um, the leadership at Gateway of Mount Zion. We want to see if we can <clears throat> become part of this and we'll be showing it here. It's 9 to 9 Eastern time on Saturday the 26th. So it would be 7 o'clock in the morning here till 7 in the evening. Um, we're still working out, but how many of you would be interested in, in having that simulcast here in in the building? And, and that's what we're looking at doing um, so we can be joining and and Brian's been invited to to pray there. Um, and there's going to be it's going to be an awesome time. So we're going to be part of it. But I want us, just like the Lord called us as a congregation to go to the state capitol to pray for righteousness in this in this state, but also in this nation. I believe that the revival begins on our knees. It begins in prayer. It really does. We can't say, yeah, God, send revival and do nothing about it. God's called us to be prayer warriors. So I want us to take a few minutes as we close out our service and, and pray for this nation. I want us to pray for Israel, too. Um, I just, a few of us, I just, I know I've asked, I've asked Brian if he would pray, and I want to pray. But if you have a prayer in your heart for this nation, this is a critical... I, I'm not going to overestimate. This is a critical time for this nation. I'm not just saying that to be, you know, to be emotional or to be, uh, this, this is so, such a crucial time for us. And so I want us to close in prayer. And if you have something on your heart, please come and, and just tap me on the shoulder. And, and um, because we want to reach heaven, we want heaven to come to earth. And we want this nation to turn back. We pray also that, you know, there's forces arrayed against. I've been hearing Abner Bosky and Rachel Bosky been saying that there is going to be an anti-Semitism that comes back stronger than ever before. And there's just a warning. That's a warning that's coming. So we need to be praying, praying for that nation. So, Brian, why don't you lead us and then we'll just, uh, others join too. Yeah, I'm reminded in Scripture, Lord, where you said, where sin abounds, grace abounds more. Thank you, Lord, for your promises and the plans that you have for our nation and the nations, Lord. And I'm also hearing Isaiah 43, 19. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Lord, open our eyes that we may see what you are doing in this hour. Open our ears that we may hear, Lord of God. Perceive, Lord of God in the spiritual realm, Lord God. Help us to be that city on a hill that you have called us to be, Lord, that our light will shine before men and glorify our heavenly Father in heaven. Let our salt not wither away, Lord. 
give us that word in, in a timely season. How good is a timely word, Lord God? And we ask that we would do that to encourage the body. God, raise up your standard in us. Help us to be more like you. Help us to point the way to your, your son, Lord, Yeshua. Help us, Lord God, help us by your Ruach HaKadosh to repent, Lord, to turn back to you, to Teshuva, Lord God. Father, we thank you that you're calling us in this clarion call to come together on one accord as they did in the days of Pentecost, that we repent and we ask, Lord God, for your mercy and your grace on our nation. Father, for our individual sins, for generational curses in our family, Lord God, in our communities, and even within the church itself. Lord God, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, for our anti-Semitism and persecution of the Jewish people in the nation of Israel through the church's history. Forgive us, Lord God, to accepting a cancerous theology known as replacement theology, Lord God. Help us to know your word. Sharpen our double-edged sword in this hour. But Lord, do a good work with us. Let us come before you with clean hands and a pure and holy heart, Lord God. God, remove the, oh, remove anything that is not of you in us, Lord God. Search our hearts, oh God, and see if there's any wicked way in us. Cleanse us, oh Lord. Have mercy on us. Have your grace abound in us, Lord God. Father, do your perfect work that is so needed in this hour. And do forgive us, Lord God. Please forgive us. Debauchery and the abomination and the detestable things we have done as a nation, we have allowed and permitted. Lord God, must be a stench to you, Lord. And we ask for your mercy and grace right now. We thank you for the reprieve. We thank you that you have mercy on us right now. And we ask, Lord God, for more of it. Lord, as, the, as Jesus and Yeshua was our perfect example, he only did what he saw the Father doing. Help us, help that, help us to be like that. Only do what we see the Father doing. God, let us be that city, you know, that beacon of hope, Lord God. And I pray for more unity in the body right now. Father, we know that there's where good abounds. We know sin, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's in our face right now. Even at the return, Lord God, what's going on on September 25th and 26th? On September 17th, the White House siege is going to take place, protesting for 50 days in front of the, the White House. And we ask, Lord God, you would keep them at bay, that you would rebuke and and defunct their plans, that you would tear down those altars and their deception and their diabolical plans, Lord God. We ask for favor at the return, Lord God. We ask for favor and unity with Franklin Graham's march that's happening on that same day, that the, the brethren would be unified. You said, how good is it the brothers dwell in unity? And we ask that right now, Lord God. Forgive us for causing all these denominations when you only see one church, Lord God. Help us to be one as you and the Father are one. Help us in this hour. Give us that spirit of grace and spirit of humility, which is so needed. Let all pride just fall before you, Lord God. Break down any altars or idols that we have built on our behalf, Lord God. Forgive us, Lord God. You would hear from heaven. You would truly hear from heaven, Lord God. And your mercy be poured out on us forgive our sins and heal our land. Oh, we need you to intervene, Lord God. You've done it so many times, Lord God. And all the other revivals that you used the prophets and you even called kings to call for a sacred and solemn assembly. Just like you're doing with Jonathan Kahn and Je Kevin Jessup, where you're bringing Jew and Gentile together and you're gonna continue to do that. Lord, help us to continually stand with Israel and help us not to divide the land, Lord God. 
your land that you call yours, your treasured possession, the apple of your eye, Lord God. Let our words and our thoughts and our hearts reflect your character and your nation and, and, and your nature. Lord God, I pray that right now. Do that great work in us, Lord. Humble us, purify us, cleanse us right now, Lord. We need a revival. We need an awakening like, like we've never had before. Lord, do what you only do best. God, you said your word is sharper than a double-edged sword that pierces the bone and marrow. And Lord, we just pray that right now. We need that. Lord God, help us to stop playing church and be the church that you have called us to be. You're raising up an army. Who will go for us? You said in Isaiah 6, 8, that Hanani call. Who shall we send? Who will go for us? Lord, are there any Esthers here? Are there any Joshua's or Moses? Lord God, are any Abraham's that will stand in the gap? Raise them up, Lord God. Quicken them by your Ruach HaKadosh, your Holy Spirit. I pray this in the mighty name of Yeshua, Lord God. Let it be not our will, but your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. To the glory of your name, that you would get all the preeminence and the glory and honor you so deserve. Let us return back to our first love, Lord God. Let us not be shallow or lukewarm, Lord God. We want to be that church that honors you, that the people that you've called us to be by your name and humble ourselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways that you will forgive our sin and heal our lands. Help us, Lord God. Help us to do that for the glory of your awesome name. In Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach's name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you'd like, if you just kind of gather up a little bit closer here, you know, you can keep your distance and still be.